Quality and Governance 2024 and Beyond In conversation with Jaiveen Shergill, National Spokesperson Bharatiya Janta Party Conclusions Paper, February 2023 India's recent state elections emphasize the extent to which the country's political landscape is changing. Amidst growing polarization, Parties are playing on identity issues to further their electoral goals ahead of the 2024 elections. Despite the entry of young blood in politics and the increasing role of merit, dynastic representation is alive and well. At a recent joint session of the India's CEO and CFO forums in Delhi, Jaivir Sherkil, a practicing lawyer in the Supreme Court and a national spokesperson of the BJP, Share his insights on India's political future. Mapping the political landscape India's political past was dominated by caste and religion, but this is now changing. Tellingly, in UP state elections, a minority-focused party contested 100 Muslim-dominated seats, but lost its deposit in 99 of them. Rather, the Congress lost its deposit in 44 seats, including 17 Muslim-dominated ones. The BJP won 14 of those. On the other hand, in Punjab, the AAP recently rode to power on the back of a desire for new leadership. Often, it is observed, Indian voters choose the dominant regional parties in state elections, but vote for strong leadership in the centre. In the 2019 general elections, for instance, BJP had a higher vote share than the INC and the regional parties combined. The current electoral funding system is designed to ensure transparency. The Representation of People's Act requires parties to report any donation exceeding Rs 20,000 for income tax purposes. Further, the electoral bond system mandates the investigation of corrupt practices. Going forward, any systemic reforms to improve transparency will need to balance various priorities. For instance, if an individual or a company donates to a certain party and another party happens to win the election, the donor should not be penalized. India's culture of providing freebies, Rewadi, is a complex and divisive issue. Here again, reforming the system will require nuanced thinking. For example, a recent RBI report argued that any welfare scheme should make a positive net contribution to the economy. Under such a framework, providing a bicycle to a girl trying to attend school helps ensure that she does not drop out of school, so furthering her education. In the longer run, this would contribute to social and economic growth and is thus not a freebie. On the other hand, free electricity arguably does not generate any such benefits. In any event, what is crucial to ensure is that empty promises of freebies should not be allowed to be used to lower voters. Youth in Politics Young politicians are romanticized, but the reality is that fewer than 8% of politicians under the age of 40 see tickets to contest in 2019 elections. The first two Lok Sabhas each had 164 MPs under 40, but by 1980s, this number had dropped to 100 and currently stands at 94. Consequently, India faces the conundrum of being a young nation 
with an aging parliament. There is a demand for young politicians, but a lack of supply. The reasons include the lack of proper recruitment processes and the high cost of campaigning. Globally, there is a steady decline in the participation of youth in politics. In countries such as the US and the UK, voter turnout is low and declining. Stand that some countries may soon to start incentivizing younger people to vote. In the Indian context, challenge lies not in low turnout but in poor youth representation. To tackle this challenge, countries like Rwanda have introduced a quota system for under 40s, and India might also consider adopting a gender neutral age based reservation system. Quotas would go some distance to ensure effective representation in a country that takes pride in its demographic dividend. In politics, there are no training grounds, so a quota would ensure that the young politicians are brought to the forefront by their parties. Delimitation The current division of parliamentary seats across states is highly skewed, with many large and populous regions being underrepresented. Carrying out a delimitation exercise is thus the need of the hour, and doing so, would increase the size of the Lok Sabha to at least 800 seats. What has so far held back such an exercise is the fear that it would unintentionally penalize the southern states for their effective implementation of population control measures. However, it must be noted that this is not a matter of states competing with each other, but of ensuring effective representation. To break the impasse, India may look at a system such as Australia's where the number of seats allocated to each region is based on the effective representation of population, community, and gender.